Hello and welcome to the SaltCast. My name's Ryan Johnson, and today we welcome Jason, Paul, and Danny. Hey guys, good morning. Hey Ryan, great to be here. Good to be here, Ryan. Hey, hey. So uh, today, I think that our topic, you know, kind of came to us from the great state of Colorado. Mm. And oh. and if you, Did you guys, say Colorado, Ryan. <laughs> Colorado, Ryan, man. Colorado is a mess, man. <laughs> we already know it's a mess sales tax wise because different home rule cities and you know you got the different counties that each collect. Uh, before you get too far, before you mm-hmm. get too far, Ryan, apologize for interrupting. <laughs> I used to say I didn't mean to interrupt, but I actually meant to interrupt. <laughs> so, but I'm apologetic <laughs> for doing it. I, I'm not sure we can do surveys on podcasts, but I would be interested in whether it's Colorado or Colorado. Oh, no, he didn't. That's all. Please. Did really just I, go mean, there? I don't want to completely digress, but. So how do you say it? Yes. Okay. Depends on the day. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you talking with? This matters to people. And if we're going to be talking about the great state of Colorado, then I'm just interested in uh, <laughs> people's thoughts on that. But anyway, as you were saying, Ryan. As I was saying, uh, if if you do business and you have Nexus in Colorado, you know how much of a headache it can be. Well, recently, Colorado has come out with the RDF. Uh, which is the retail delivery fee. And, mm. you know, you may be thinking why this, you know, we'll, we'll be talking about this on a sales tax podcast, but I think that uh, you guys could kind of introduce to us what it is and what we, you know, what our listeners might expect in the future. Well, one thing we know about Colorado is they do love to add complexity to compliance. And when we talk about compliance, we, we're talking about not just filing a return. We're talking about um, the processes by which you properly register, properly understand what to collect, have a system to collect that, and then report that, which you've collected. And so when it comes to compliance, Colorado makes it difficult on a lot of levels. Um, They've always been a little bit more complex because the state has its own um, administration of its sales tax law. And then, as you indicated, Ryan, they have home rural cities, which have their own uh, administration of sales tax law at the local level. And um, that's always been a little bit to manage. Uh, because the the rules for uh, collection, uh, what's taxable, what's not taxable, what might be exempt, can be different at the state and local level. And then the nexus rules and responsibilities that you have to collect. Sales tax, right? We're talking about sales tax. And then Colorado further adds complication by the fact that in most states, there's a handful of states now that are like Colorado, that they like to see the remittance of different types of taxes 
on different forms. So if you if if you bought something and they didn't charge you tax and taxes due, then you have what's called a consumer's use tax. I don't know why I used quotes. It's actually called that. <laughs> <laughs> consumer's use tax. Um, got your own form for that. You can't file it on the retail sales tax form. They've got a retail sales tax form. I'm not sure Paul could probably uh, differentiate on this. They used to, and it may still have a vendor's use tax return, um, which is a different tax collection than the retail sales tax. And, um, and so you would never want to include a new fee imposed by the state on any of those forms. You would definitely want to have a separate form. Um, so lots of complexity in Colorado across the board, but this retail delivery fee, just uh, I'll try to be really brief, is simply a new fee uh, imposed on any retailer or marketplace facilitator that ships or has shipped tangible property by motor vehicle, including the U.S. mail, which is anybody that ships anything into Colorado, right? So if you sell into Colorado, then you're causing goods to be shipped by motor vehicle. And so anybody outside of Colorado is going to be subject to this fee. Within Colorado, there's going to be plenty of retailers and transactions subject to this fee. So if you do that, and so it's got to be tangible property, and the property has to be subject to sales and use tax, if both of those conditions are met, then you're to collect and remit 27 cents of delivery fee Flat on fee. that order. Flat fee. Flat fee. If, if what you sell is not taxable, no fee. If what you sell is no taxable, fee. fee. Um, if it's it. tangible property. Now, I'll just tell you real quickly, this is an important Before fee. Before you tell us really quickly. Absolutely. Okay. Before you tell us. <laughs> <laughs> to our wholesaler friends out there, obviously your products, you know, you have a, a resale exemption in, in place. And so to our wholesaler our friends out there, no fee whoosh, because it's not a taxable sale because you have an exemption or a resale certificate in your instance where as a wholesaler you're making sales for resale. So that's a good thing. Those people who aren't collecting tax because their products are not taxable or our wholesale friends who are making wholesale sales, no fee. That's good. <laughs> I like the way you say no fee. Um, <laughs> notice, notice that it's not called a tax. It's not a tax. This is true. It's not based on the value of the transaction. It's not based on the dollars of the transaction in any way. Mm -mm. It's just based on how it's delivered mm -hmm. and whether the items included in the order are subject to the tax. So the taxability of the products is taken into account to determine whether the fee should be charged or not charged. Yeah. Um, but it's simply a fee. Now, yeah. to a lot of people, it, it might make sense that you charge additional fees. Um, but in, in sales and use tax compliance, it's it, it only adds complexity, right? But to a lot of people in Colorado, this fee may be deemed very important. Um, the, the fees cover certain elements in the state community access, clean fleet, clean transit, uh, just a general retail, right? So 
we want to we want to pick up the fact that people are engaged in retail so we want to have a fee to support that and then bridge and tunnel you would kind of imagine that this whole fee would be built around bridge and tunnel um, but it's actually the the uh, the smaller amount of the fee and then air pollution mitigation right mm. so if you're going to be bringing things into Colorado We've got to find a way to uh, capture some revenue to manage some of these elements of Colorado life. Um, so the thing we want to do here is alert the marketplace that this fee is out there because this fee is effective on July 1. And um, they have a good Q&A on their website. And um, one of the Q&As that I just want to read here, and, and, and I'll let you guys give some more thoughts about this uh, or points of it is Q&A number six, right? So it, anytime you're going to impose a new law, a new fee, um, you need time to implement the forms, the processes, the systems. Uh, most systems that we've talked about from an e-commerce standpoint don't really have the ability to collect this fee. Um, but this fee is required to be collected beginning July 1. So this is a Q&A. What if I am not ready to collect the fee or file the return Valid by point. July 1? Valid point. So in my humble opinion, this is probably 90% of the marketplace. Colorado's response, we understand that some retailers may have difficulty implementing this new retail delivery fee program by July 1. It's very, that, that's very empathetic. It's a very empathetic statement that they understand that you may have some difficulty implementing this. For those retailers who are making a good faith effort, now you can try to define what a good faith effort is, but if you are making a good faith effort to comply with the new requirements, they plan. They don't have a they don't have it in place yet, but they do plan to be generous in granting requests to waive late filing and payment penalties and interest. Now, you note they're not waiving the fee. They're waiving late filing and payment penalties and interest. So the department is not permitted to waive the delivery fee itself because you are liable for any uncollected fees. We encourage you. That's a great way to say that. This is a mandated fee, but they encourage you to begin collecting the fees as soon as possible to limit your liability. So this is huge. Um, if you make sales into Colorado, you've got to develop a plan and figure out how you're going to collect this fee on transactions. And when I say transactions, I don't mean specific sales transactions, but on orders that this fee would be subject to. So it's not always going to be due. So it's not like you can turn the tax on or off necessarily. You've got to determine when the fee is due or not due. Because at the end of the day, when you go to file this new form, this new return under this new fee program, uh, you have to indicate how many deliveries were made subject to this fee. And if you haven't collected that fee, clearly that fee is going to come out of your own pocket. Um, so since it is a fee that can be collected and is, is required to be collected on these types of orders, you want to make sure that you are collecting it so that you're not responsible for it. But Jason, what if, what if I sell my product on a marketplace facilitator's platform? <laughs> I have control over that invoicing. Well, no, you don't. You don't. But 
they do have some rules for that if you want to share what those rules are. Now, whether the marketplace facilitator will comply or can, because Colorado <laughs> does understand that Colorado does understand that a marketplace facilitator may have difficulty implementing this. They may not be name. ready. They may not be ready to collect it. Right. So what, what is find, the rule? What I find interesting is that, <clears throat> and the information that Colorado has put out is that if you sell your items through a marketplace facilitator and that marketplace facilitator is responsible for collecting sales tax, which we, which we know by now, if you listen to our podcast, that they, marketplace facilitators are required to collect tax in every state. Missouri was the final one that goes into effect January 1 of 2023. So where the marketplace facilitator is responsible for collecting the state sales tax, <clears throat> then the marketplace facilitator will also be responsible for collecting the retail delivery fees. Now, I, find, Perfect. I, find I find that interesting because <laughs> Amazon, as we know, is a big player in the marketplace, and they have already very distinctly said, we'll collect the state tax in Colorado, but we're not collecting those home row cities. We're, we're not getting involved with them. They haven't, they haven't imposed it upon us, and so it's on the taxpayer. It's on the seller to collect the local taxes in those home rule cities, and you just think, oh, my gracious. So I wonder, I just wonder if Amazon's going to be a real pain, or they're just going to say, okay, we'll do it. So it'll be interesting to see what happens as the next month or two passes. This we could probably talk about on another podcast. Um we don't want to delve into it here, but I think it's a good discussion item if, and I think people are interested in this, is if I am a, a seller on marketplace facilitator platforms only, do I need to remain registered or do I have any responsibilities for tax collection? Again, we can talk about that at another time, but you just brought up a perfect example of where a seller on Amazon, an FBA seller, may very well have a responsibility to be collecting home rule city tax, even though they don't have a responsibility to collect Colorado state tax. And to your point, I wonder uh, if Amazon has something in place or is scrambling to get something in place to collect this retail yeah. fee, or if they would possibly come back and say, we don't have a way to do it, so you better yeah. to the seller. Yeah. Um, it, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. I imagine marketplace facilitators will be um, picking up that fee, but um, it's a good question to wonder about because a lot of times Amazon, you get a new fee like this. You know, just because a state passes a law and says we're going to impose this new fee doesn't mean that's constitutional. Mm -hmm. And so Amazon being a big player, I'm not sure if there's going to be a position to just adopt it or a position to push back against the state, which yeah. could make the seller responsible um you know through the process of that type of an argument with and colorado may be thinking that it's just 27 cents per transaction it's not a big deal it's not it's not big enough material enough to go to the court about it is it yeah i think in this situation <laughs> it, it's not about the the actual amount of the fee at all right yeah. it's about compliance the for the fee burden. yeah danny hears about that every day materiality and yeah that's one of the questions that comes up uh and came up for us in our you know pre-podcast discussion even was 
you know, nexus, right? There's always that question of nexus and, you know, when you're actually required to um, get registered and collect tax. And my understanding from, from with this particular law is from the very first sale into Colorado, if I've never sold anything to Colorado before, let's say I, I set up a brand new e-commerce shop and I sell something and deliver it to Colorado, it seems that technically based on this law, I'm supposed to collect 27 cents on that very first transaction that's delivered to Colorado, right? Mm -hmm. Well, it is a good question because if you don't have Nexus and you don't have a sales tax license, then maybe you've collected no tax, so maybe the fee's not due. Although tax is due on those items, so it seems the fee would be due on that well, order. Colorado's economic nexus legislation indicates you just once you exceed a hundred thousand dollars in total sales, they don't have a transaction limit anymore. So, one could argue that my products aren't subject to tax because I have an established nexus. Yeah, maybe as the uh, the delivery maybe, maybe. provider. But again, uh, has Colorado taken that into account? I mean, to Danny's point, yeah, uh, without having nexus. For sales tax purposes, you might have a responsibility for this yeah. fee and not know it. Yeah. Uh, the other thing to note, um, again, I don't want to digress too far, but I want to talk about the, the um, registration requirements for this. But before I get to the registration requirements, I just want to note that Paul seems to move in the direction of Colorado and Danny seems to move true. in the direction of Colorado, um, just as I've listened to them. Uh, say the name of the state. Colorado. But so, <laughs> uh, I don't think there's a right answer, but p there are people out there that have a very strong position on it. Um, I don't, by the way. I'm just very having interested. Been born, in... Having been born in Nevada, if somebody were to tell me that it's Nevada. Mm -mm, oh, I'm definitely no, a Nevada It's definitely guy. Nevada. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, you would do that. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't. sorry about that. I mean, sorry, not sorry, right? <laughs> Hashtag. Um, so what about registration for this, right? Um, because that might be a Ooh, big hassle. They made your life really easy when it comes to registration. Go they ahead, Paul. Really easy. They're going to do it for you. For everybody who has an active <laughs> sales tax account, they're just going to automatically open it up for you. Can you believe that? They're just going to open it up, allow you to file the form, report the $0.27 cents on every transaction. Well, didn't they call Man. it a courtesy? So kind of them. That's right. They do. As a courtesy, <laughs> retailers with an active sales tax account, a retailer license, and any sales tax liability reported after January 1 of 2021 will be automatically registered for a retail delivery fee account by July 1. The reason I want to make sure that you're aware of this and we bring this up is because in frequently asked questions, they are indicating that they plan to be generous in, in waiving fees. But if you're automatically registered for a fee that you're responsible to collect and remit, then you're also responsible to file a return whether you collected a fee or not. And so uh, effective after July 1, so either in August or potentially at the end of the quarter, you may have a responsibility to file a return that you don't file because you're not aware that this license has been um, put into place on your behalf. 
So you need to be aware that if, if, these con if you match these conditions, you have this license and responsibility for this fee and filing a return associated with this fee. So you don't want to miss that first filing deadline because you could be hit with a, a late penalty or a non-filing penalty. So I just want to make that clear. And then a lot of people will be asking, what's the frequency on yeah. um, filing this return and filing these fees? And it appears so far that it's going to match your filing frequency. It's going to be monthly unless your filing frequency is quarterly, semi-annual, or annual. Um, and so you may have fewer times that you need to report this fee based on what your filing frequency is. The instructions on the form, I think, are a little bit uh, confusing because it indicates that the the period of this retail delivery fee is July of 2022 through June of 2023, which almost alludes to the fact that they're going to have taxpayers file this on a fiscal annual period. If that's not I never, I never want to correct you unless I need to. You should, Paul. though. But the period that you're talking about is the the rate, the period, the fee period rate. The rate. Right. So in July of 2023, the rate could go up oh, um, based on inflation. Okay, okay, so it's okay. it's not the time period of That's compliance, good. but this rate will be in effect for one year from That's July really 1 to, to June. Um, and it could go up specifically in relation to inflation. Uh, or to adjust for inflation. And if I had my bet, based on where we are on uh, the inflation bell curve, which is not moving in a good direction, um, the fee is likely to go up. And I don't know if there's any rules to cap that fee or to reduce that fee. And once a state effectively can get a fee or a tax imposed and get uh, a marketplace compliant, they almost always go up, not down, uh, to increase revenue opportunity. So it's just something to look at there. So <clears throat> some action items for our listeners would be, they need to figure out how to either collect this fee from their customers, each delivery, or they may be, you know, having to pay this out of pocket. For sure. Starting July 1. Yeah. Unfortunately. We've got Jeez, 22 I, days. I smell a lawsuit coming. <laughs> if, you, if you think about what we always talk about, right, just uh, the world we're living in um, around sales tax, you know, the world we live in, of, of course, you know, in, in our uh, work and consulting and everything we do for our clients. It, it, you have to have nexus in that state for them to impose their sales tax laws on you. Okay. There's like, what is the precedent for them to require me to collect this fee? Right. Because they're saying it's not a tax. Okay. So yeah. any, like the, the Wayfair decision, of course, you know, with the Supreme court, like, how are you going to apply that? Because you're saying this isn't a tax, so yeah, yeah. I, of course I'm not. We we don't need to go you know deep into this rabbit hole because we certainly don't have the the background and, and knowledge you know to to 
comment on it, but we can certainly give our opinion, right? And that's right now. I just the wheels are turning of like how in the world are they going to impose this ta uh, this fee on retailers? Yeah, it reminds me yeah. a little bit of the notice and reporting requirements that certain states had that they imposed on sellers to to notify the customer that they were not required to collect the tax and that they had a responsibility to self-assess or emit the use tax on the transaction. And if they didn't, then they would impose these ten thousands of dollars fee on you as a business for failing to comply to the notice and reporting requirements. Mm -hmm. It's not something that we really saw. Um, yeah. And now the economic nexus came into effect. It's almost done away, essentially, um, just based off the requirement. But yeah, I totally agree. Well, Can't wait I to see think what happens. Right. <laughs> Here we and come July we, 1. Yeah, I think we've fully covered, you know, what, you know, what we can when it comes to this, this new fee. And I'll be posting, you know, the, the notice from Colorado and uh, some other information along with this in the show notes. And if you have any questions and you need some help, you know, getting ready to, know collect this fee from your customers and and go forward there you know jump on a what's next call with us and and we can talk you through it and and make sure you know uh you know what you need to do next so thank you guys for uh being on with me this morning and we hope to see you on another one excellent hey one last thing ryan before we close yes. looks like we're 50 50 you and danny are rado and uh, paul and i are rado <laughs> just uh Hmm, to put that to bed. Thanks, Ryan. Yeah, 50-50. We'll see you guys. See ya. See ya.